Good evening. Welcome to the PSI podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the PSI Basic as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psibasicseminar.com. The topic for tonight is the stories we tell ourselves. And first, I would like to introduce your speaker for this evening. We have a very special guest with us, the CEO and co-founder of PSI Seminars. She is a true thought leader in the personal development arena and leads the longest continuously running personal growth company in North America. Jane Wilhite, are you with us? I am with you. Wonderful. Day and night, Kat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so excited to have you on the call, especially. I know we only get you like maybe once a year and you're just it's, it's incredible to hear your brilliance from all of your years of experience and what you bring to this industry. I'm continuously amazed at who you are and uh, the difference that you make in the world. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, dear. I appreciate you and all you do. Kat, you're amazing. You take care of so many things. You are an amazing lady. And I like you, too, Aww. a lot. So we're talking about self-talk. I didn't even know what self-talk was until I met Tom. That's a long time ago. Oh, before I go on, I want to warn you that there's another person on the phone with me. And he's a personal friend. He's a very brilliant man. And he works for Sci Seminars. In fact, he does all the seminars except for WLS. We've got to do something about that. I think that'll be okay, actually. I remember that one time you brought me into class. I was Yes, like, no, I no. did. I might do it again, too. <laughs> Mr. Rob Rowe, who's a, a giant in this field, and a giant as far as I'm concerned. He's a, he has more integrity in his little finger than most people have in their whole bodies. He's trustworthy. He's honest. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I'm so glad he works for Sai. I I think that as I look back and I see that I've been programming myself all of my life, kind of like you guys. We're just programming ourselves 12, 15 hours a day of self-talk. And it took me a while to really get that I was hurting myself every day. And what I wanted to do was instead of hide my self-talk, I wanted my self-talk to get louder so I would pay attention to it. Right now, our self-talk kind of is like a little Menahoni, and he just comes in, he sneaks in, you don't see him coming, and he goes, all negative and then you're left kind of with mush and so we want to make the self-talk louder so we can do something about it i mean you know you start self-talking about six years old when you start to get your your vocabulary when i first think of self-talk i think of all the negative self-talk that we have all the time, sometimes 12, 15 hours a day. Most of that comes from anger, self-hatred, um, disappointment, uh, anger at somebody. And it just keeps coming in and coming in and kind of not making us feel great about ourselves. So the first thing we have to do is build a vanguard around our self-talk. A vanguard, something to protect you. Rob, you said vanguard to protect yourself, right? Yeah, it's like it's a shield. You're shielding out things. 
I think they said we speak sometimes 30 to 60,000 words a day to ourselves. That's like writing small novels on a daily basis. And so what are those novels saying about us? And like you said, creating some sort of shielded vanguard to where you only allow the stuff in mm -hmm. that you want to have in that supports you. It's a fantastic idea. So you got to put a person out there. You can put Tom Willite, you can put me, you can put Rob, you can put anybody you want at the outside where the words are coming in or inside where the words are coming in. Put somebody there to stop the negative coming through. That's yeah. one of the first things to do. And the second is to focus on what's coming through. Mm. Focus 100%. In fact, take the words that are quiet and they sneak in there. Take those words and, and project them like, a, like on the TV, like captioning on the TV. Have those words come out bright yellow, bright yellow, so you can see the words that are coming out. What we're attempting to do is move the quiet, negative self-talk to something we can deal with. We can't kind of deal with those little whispers, but if you take it out and you can see the words, you can deal with it. Now, I like to have my self, negative self-talk come out and have all words. And then I annihilate the words. I blow them up. I take a fire hose and kill them. I sometimes throw a bomb in to, to kill those words, to annihilate them. Rob, what do you do? I was uh, thought of about when I first came in, and uh, Tom said simply that, you know, if you, if you sow corn, you get corn. If you sow weed, you get weed. If you sow nothing, you get weeds. And I realized that I had a lot of weeds. And like you, it's like I created a fires in my mind to burn them out and bring them out. And it has to be burning out to where you get them down to the roots because you don't get the roots. Those things are just going to come back again and again. And so I found myself clearing out the fields, but sometimes – it seems like they would just sort of reformulate themselves and reformulate themselves. And so I realized little subtleties like that that wants to erode away my self-esteem and self-confidence had to be dealt with in some other ways. And so I began to see it as a, a giant fire of which some, some things needed to be forged or needed to be burnt in or needed to be honed. And so I could create like a, a sword of some sorts that's even sharper and more powerful uh, than the words themselves and then use yeah. that to be the vanguard that keeps me shielded and on purpose uh, becoming the man that I want to be versus the little well you're not enough or you know you don't belong or that's for them and not for you and so it's an active involvement it's like if you I was only involved like I first started it, you know I thought I did a lot it was like 10-15 minutes a day and it wasn't much at all and so since I realized it taking a lot more, more time to uh, work with negative self-talk it really does. Um, it takes it takes a while, but but once you get rid of it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have self talk. But the minute it comes up, you annihilate it, mm -hmm. and then it, it, it you start you know slamming this minahuni that's up there talking. It's like you become aware of it faster, and all of a sudden you're aware of it faster. Now you can yeah, circumvent yeah, it, or you can guard yourself. You can see it. In the, when it's off in the distance, it's easier to handle than when it's already inside the ranks. Right. And you've got to shine a light on that mm -hmm. so you're able to work with it yeah. and bring it down to size. Um, because negative self-talk is, is horrible, horrible to people with a, with a lousy self-image. I mean... Oh, God, it takes so long to have a healthy self-image. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to program yourself and program yourself and talk about how wonderful you are. And you've just got to see yourself as a Psy Wizard, right? Yeah. Uh, Rob's email. Um, but he sees himself as the wizard. I think that's a great self-esteem, by the way, Rob. That started 22 years ago. Really did. Cy Wizard. 
I saw myself becoming a master of uh, of these principles, and it came out of my experience when I was in a uh, size seven. Because size seven, I mean, now you're now you're you're going through a transformational process. It's a meshing emotional and mental thought processes that allows me to create a vanguard of of uh, wizardry type proportions. And I saw myself, no, I will one day really begin to master this. So it was huge for me. And you're right, it's just a redefinition. I never saw myself like that before that time. No, and and it sneaks in on you. Mm-hmm. Self-talk is just sneaks in on you. And you know it's not true, but yet it keeps coming up and keeps coming up. That's why we need to, to annihilate it the first, second, or third time it comes up. Yeah. Um, and that is focusing on it, guys. I mean, you've got to focus on it. You have to put somebody as the vanguard, um, and they they will alert you, like, oh, well, you know, bright lights or something mm-hmm. that you're having a negative look at. You look at yourself in the mirror. Tom used you get to caught say, in it sometimes. It's just it's like you don't even realize, and all of a sudden you're sitting there going, whoa, what just happened? I know. Uh, Tom used to say that that we kill ourselves with our negative self talk mm. from the minute we open our eyes in the morning. He says, you know, you wake up, open your eyes and go, oh, my God, it's late. I was going to get up early this morning. And we, he says, you pull your arm out of the socket and then you start beating yourself with it all day long. So you're bloody by the time six o'clock runs around, comes around. But it, you know, before you put your feet on the floor, you said, oh, I was going to work out. Oh, I'm so stupid. I can't get my act together. God, I'm ugly. I don't look good. I've got a pimple. And you just keep going on with this. You got this arm just beating the hell out of you. And all it's you have to get up and start saying positive things about you. Oh, my leg looks good. My feet look really good before you get out of bed. Mm-hmm. You feel good. The room is nice. It'll be a great day. Start talking what's going right, what is right, and what is wonderful. And just keep talking about that. It's like we see it started with me, and especially the last four or five years. I know you know that I've gotten much more into meditation than I used to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's, I'll spend anywhere between 20 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. and just meditating and solidifying. You know, that I, I do belong, I do matter, I make a difference in this world. Because like you said, that self-talk can be so subtle that by 7 o'clock, you're trying to figure out why you want to do the day. Yeah. But in this case, by 7 o'clock, I'm looking at, you know, how am I going to make a difference in this world in this day? Or how am I going to make a difference in my world in this day? It you has know, a lot to do with meditation and creating a quiet space in my mind where I'm setting up. Uh, a mastermind vanguard is going to be on guard throughout my full day. So it's been it's been a very powerful resource I've been using. Very and you know it's so easy to get some great meditations on the. Um, oh yeah. I mean they have free free meditations, every, thousands of them, mm-hmm. and so they've got the five minute ones and the ten minute ones, and um, they also on Sci Seminars website have. Tom does a great. Um, meditation a health meditation and it's quite long um but it's really really good i use that a lot well he's used i mean again he's like tom was innovative in that i'm only now beginning to read how we can reprogram our autonomical nervous system Uh and he was already aware of that back then and that meditation you're talking about that's what he was doing our body wants to get back into a balance and he was getting our talk in a way where we can allow ourselves to begin to heal mm-hmm. on a constant basis. Yeah. Just introducing those thoughts, I mean, is so powerful because we're creating a body that's not working properly by our self-talk. Oh, I'm just getting old. That's what happens when you get old. Well, that's yeah. the way my family was. We're always like this. Yeah, weak hearts are strong in our family. And we have the self-talk that tells you it's just it's setting ourselves up to be decrepit as opposed to no. Being the leader, I am a leader of my thoughts and using them healthy, to hate. I am wealthy, I am yes. perfect. Yeah. And I am happy. 
if you reflect on things that uh, Thomas said, especially in the I am lecture, the answer to the I am lecture is that I am a leader, which means we take charge and are in vanguard of our thoughts. Right. And Absolutely. how those thoughts culminate. Um, so you, you really have to be focused to do it. And after a while, it becomes, you know, it becomes so easy. But you got to see those words, the thinking words, out in front of you, like a caption. Like if you're going to say, you know, ah, I'm so ugly today. I want to see those words come out, not just hear them, but you can see the words. Some, want to not only see them, but I, I I do my best to actually feel them a bit and see what am I you know what am I expressing about me and those feelings right. and thoughts now. Now they lay down either a desire to keep them going or a desire to stop them, or educate them or eradicate them or do something with them because they're not really serving me. What's that book that when it came out about Rob the. Uh... Bob was in it. Um, the secret? Yeah. The secret. Okay, yeah. So they kind of put it out that all you have to do is see it. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. And so many people did. They tried to see it, but nothing else was lined up. So that would happen. It's kind of like Mabel changed the order. You go in to get a ham sandwich, you know, and then you see another thing and you go, oh, I don't want the ham sandwich. I, I want the bacon and eggs. And so Mabel turns around and she says, change the order. It's yeah. When you ask God for something or you're seeing positive things. And then you go, Mabel, change the order. You don't stay focused enough. I would say that most people that are doing um, positive mind work. They're changing the order before they even move out of the, the room. Or they even vacillate once they've made the change. Absolutely. To, I love so, your big word. Because like you were talking about um, before, I remember we were talking about before, it's like it's, you got to be in alignment with those values, the core values underneath. That'll assist you in changing that order because, you know, it's what you see or how you see yourself as a human being. And so when you're in alignment with that, you can shift that order without vacillation or without worries or concerns about, am I doing this right? Is this the way it should be done? No, it's all in alignment with who you are. So you can operate with more confidence, I believe. That's, yeah, it's a very good idea. Good point. Yeah. Mabel, change the order. Mm -hmm. I think it's so fun. Because we do that with God. We say, God, please bring me a million dollars. And then we wait a second. We go, oh, he's not going to give me a million dollars. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But God, uh, send me a million dollars. <laughs> you know? And because we don't believe it's going to happen, we have no action on it. No. And, and most of the time, when you're seeing something like a new job or a relationship or whatever, you negate it before it ever gets finished. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, you got this new job and you're driving to it and you see all about the new job. You see you walking yourself in and sitting in a new desk and feeling great and everything. And then you negate it and go, it's probably going to be too far away and I'll have to drive an hour. I mean, it's constantly building it up and then negating it. Mm -hmm. I think. Also, you got to work on the picture every day. I mean, oh, if yeah, you're looking you got to keep adding to mm -hmm. it. Um, it's got to expand. If it doesn't expand, it gets too small. Then you right. get bored Absolutely. with it. And things won't come if you don't go in there as much as you possibly can. Go into that place where you see it in your third eye, in your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. um, you see you in that picture. You know, you know, little kids when they want the red, red bike. Guess what? They can tell you all about the red bike. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? <laughs> has this um, has this story about he wanted this sweater that they were they were. Sh I don't know exactly how he was going to get the sweater, but. All he did 
was think about that sweater. He wore that sweater, even though he didn't have it. He wore it every day. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what you got to do. If, if you've got a goal out there, not if, hopefully you have a few of them. Um, and if you start seeing yourself 100% there every day, you wear the sweater, then things will start to change. And that's what manifestation is. You manifest it from you because you've made it. You've created it. It's like the internal alignment we talk about in the three levels of consciousness. You know, when your conscious mind says, I want this, it's like Tom said, when when you're really in alignment, then it'll break down into the superconscious, and now that's where the magic happens. That's where manifestation comes from. It flows on through, and it's like you're not even trying anymore. It's just happening. I think a lot of times people get to that place where they're, they're trying to discipline themselves to think differently rather than coming from a place of desire where they see the perfect end result of them becoming a better person or create a better humanity. And that's that magical drive that comes through when all three of those are in alignment. Yeah, so... They said a lot in here that uh, self-esteem, the questions on self-esteem. Oh, okay. And the self-esteem comes from that those same pictures. And if you've got a negative self-esteem, then what do you have to do to make it positive? you got to take out a piece of paper. you got to put down, get your pen. You can't have a pencil because you can't erase. <laughs> <laughs> Start writing. I remember um, I had to do a relationship talk with Tom one night. Um, I had to go down to the, um, well, we were at the cabana at the time. Uh And uh, I was mad at him about something. I was furious with him. But I knew that I had to go down in two hours and say how wonderful our marriage was. Mm -hmm. I was having such a hard time. So I went upstairs to my room, sat down, got my piece of paper out, got my pen out and said, started to write, he has nice teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Think it was nice about him. And I said, okay, he's got nice eyes too. Yeah, his hands are beautiful. And that's, I started to change how I was feeling about him. Mm-hmm. Still mad at him, but I was changing the picture. Yeah, you're being and a liar. 15 minutes later, I was out of the anger. I was out of the resentment. And I was able... <laughs> I was able to go down and do the relationship talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you got to do. Each one of you, tonight, before you go to bed, you start writing down what is wonderful about you. Be- because it works. You know, we say that all the time inside because we know that we know that we know it does. 45 years it's been working and it still works. Sit down with your piece of paper and your pen and you write, I have nice teeth, if you do. I have a nice smile. I have pretty toes. Whatever you can look at yourself and be excited about, be happy about, be ready to kind of uh, crow about it. That's what I want you to do. And then I want you to keep that pad. I want you to read it over every night and keep adding to it until you have 150 things on there. And then you just read it every night. The way to change your self-esteem is to remind yourself how wonderful you really are. That's very true. You very can true. ask your friends, give me some words. Tell me what I'm wonderful at. Everybody will jump on it. So the self-esteem, that's an inside job, guys. You've got to do it. You've got to find things about you that you think are terrific. And, um, Rob, we already know that you're terrific. 
Oh. Also, one of the things, Gene, remember the basic, uh, it's we talk about our relationship with our word. And another good thing to work on when it comes to self-esteem or just self-confidence and feeling better about yourself is an action thing is to be more in alignment with keeping your word. Doing oh, what you say you're going to do, you know, and following through and then get back into alignment if you don't follow through. Well, I found for my life personally, if I found myself keeping my word, you know, because I just thought, no, I always keep my word. But I did the basic. I realized, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't always keep my word. And I found it hugely practical, but also just amazing because I would esteem myself even more because I'm going, hey, you said, you know, write something that you like about yourself. One of the things I began to like about myself, I became a man of my word. I started actually following through with the things that I said I was going to do. And it just made a big difference. Um, I think this thing probably as far as self-esteem has helped me the most is do today what feels good tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. That whole thing is, I mean, I live on that all the time. Um, if it doesn't feel good tomorrow, I won't do it today. Now, you know, you, you mess up all the time, but... It's in, you know I think it's the Lion King movie where the where the two whatever they were were walking along and one kind of pushed the other one oh yeah you know and he said what'd you push me for he says don't worry about it he says no I want to know why you push me he says why it's all in the past mm -hmm. and I think that we got to remember that everything's in the past and the future is just can be anything we want. It can. So for th those of you um, that want to put that up on your mirror, do today what feels good tomorrow. I mean, it answers every question. Should I get drunk? No. Should I take drugs? Should I lie, steal, cheat? Do today what you know is going to feel good, good tomorrow. You know, this is great stuff we've been talking about, but now I think it's, let's, let's let's go ahead and transition. And I know there's some questions out there that people have. And so what do you think, JC? Shall we field a few questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, we need you. Yeah, we have quite a few questions. And before we go into questions, I do want to take a moment for everyone on the call who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to recognize your self-talk and get yourself into personal alignment, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away. And for the results that you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basic Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs and discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. Uh, the basic, it's an experiential class where you will be immersed in powerful exercises and you get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. Again, if there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. Now, uh, first off for questions from SS. They ask, I still struggle with the basics. How do I convince myself that I am enough? Hi, SS. <laughs> you know, I think Rob and I could co-do co this, all right? The basic never ends. We never, the basic is the advanced, advanced course. And I know when sometimes when you go through, it seems simple, but it isn't. It is the answer to most questions in your life. Um, and we all struggle with the basics. We all do. Rob, you? Yes, yes, very true, very true. My, my feeling, my experience is that, that one of my bigger programs has always been not enough. And I remember JC and I battling it throughout the years I've been working here. But to me, it's also been the flashlight on where I need to focus my energies to grow farther. So rather than seeing that program or that thought process as a terribly negative thing, I've now seen it more like it's the one that brings up the things that I need to learn next. It's, 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 it's the way 
I go, okay, so now all of a sudden something comes up and I go, well, up here it is again. And now how do I step into this versus back away from it as yeah. a not enough person would do? Absolutely. It Absolutely. really gives me a lot of focus. So I just use it in a way where, I mean, things still, I go, you know, I get scared going in front of classes. I get scared going in front of people. I battle whether I'm as good as those people in that room or, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Then I realize, oh, there's, there's the flashlight. Not enoughness is now telling me to take action on my fears and step into this and own at least for this day or this hour, this, this time frame. No, I am enough or I wouldn't be here. Right. And so it's a constant Yeah, everybody's got I'm not enough. Um, but it's a basic. It's not the basic, guys. I mean, to think is to create. You live that every day of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single day you're working to get better, to think positively, to think of goals and see them in your mind. So to think is to create is, is well, to think is to create is the basis of the whole company. Mm-hmm. Um, you use and, it daily. As Tom used to say, you're either creating liberty or you're creating bondage. Right. And I want liberty. You want liberty. Everybody wants, as mm-hmm. Shirley would call it, liberty. Liberty. <laughs> liberty. Um, so sorry, hun. If you're in this game, if you love this game, then the basic is the advanced, advanced course. And we're constantly working on giver's gain. To think is to create. Win-win, because win-win is how you're thinking about yourself. Win-win. And the one plus one equals three, the synergism of coming into alignment. I remember, and I think it was in the vault someplace, Tom had talked a little bit about this, seeing the future self. One of the ways you battle self-esteem issues, not enough issues, is you see the future self. You write you write a vision of yourself 10, 20 years from now and how your life is and how you see yourself. And then what happens is that vision draws you into becoming that person. So now you know everything that you're doing is in alignment with you becoming a person who operates from enough and operates from that personal power. Yep. And that tool is also in the basic. So it's all present. One plus one equals three. Somehow so, the- Marlon, I love that you're still having trouble with the basic. That means you still work in this game. You're just, you're in the work. Mm-hmm. We are in the work for a lifetime. And you'll be in the work. You are, tell, by that question, you're in the work for a lifetime. Still trying the basic, trying to work through the basic. The basic, the basic will take a lifetime to figure out. Mm-hmm. It really will. It really does. Yeah. Cat. Next question. Next up, and this question kind of tags on to that last one from CC. How long would it take for me to stop comparing myself to others, both consciously and subconsciously? I think that it would take, um, to me, this is my own experience of myself throughout the years. The only reason I compare myself to anybody else is because I am not trusting in my own understanding of who I am. And so I'm looking externally for something that can only be created internally. Until you believe in yourself, it doesn't matter how many people around you are believing in you, you will still not believe. If you don't think you're attractive, it doesn't matter how many people tell you you're attractive, you will still feel ugly. And so that's why the comparisons come and the comparisons come. But when internally you see yourself as powerfully attractive, intelligent, wise, then you no longer have to compare yourselves to those around you. So the simple answer would be, how long is it going to take for you to really believe or really, as as Tom used to say simply, um, digest the principles that you are more than you know, you're more than you see. And when that happens, and the way you know it's happening is you'll start comparing yourself less and less. That's my experience of me throughout the years. I was a big comparison guy. And you you might look at who you're comparing yourself to. Good point. Um, You know, sometimes I come, like on this call, 
it's so much easier for the instructors of my company <laughs> to talk. Um, and I always find it a little bit, especially on this kind of a call, and I'm not working with people, actual people. I do better there than on a call. But the only time I, I compare myself, I don't compare. I am happy for the people that I look at and go, oh, I was wish I was as you know, beautiful as her or, um, but I don't wish, I, I, I guess I don't compare myself to too many people. I don't compare myself to Shirley Hunt. I'm delighted who she is is so different from me. We are like complete opposites on everything. Men, food, houses, cars. I mean, all you have, if you go shopping with her, you see her go through some place like Nordstrom's. And if it isn't the clothes aren't twinkling and making, <laughs> making noise, she doesn't stop. And me, I just go see what's comfortable. But So instead of comparing yourself, because when we compare, we, we don't live up to what we're comparing. That's like a lose-lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But looking at the person that you're comparing and saying, I wonder how she got that great complexion. She's beautiful. Or build up the comparison. Build up the person. Mm. If you're comparing, you're, you're somewhere in anger, somewhere in resentment. And so it's hard for you to give the flowers to them. Um, I, I would intellectually take that apart. Go back to the people you've compared yourself to and really take it apart and see what's going on there. Because you may find out, I, I believe, you know, as the personal growth world goes, you only can see in others what's present in you. And so what you're seeing is a more mature version of what you want. And so yeah. there's some jealousy because you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. I think that jealousy is the thing that's like the third R on ourselves when we're doing revenge on ourselves. And yes. therefore not elevating ourselves for at least being on the path. All mm -hmm. we see is how we're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. So it's not so much that's the self-talk. That's kind of, that didn't come from the Menahones, babe. That came from you. And we can, you can handle you is switching everything from negative to positive. Um, that That's an inside job when you're comparing yourself. Because that means you're judging everything. You're judging you, you're judging them, you're judging the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The judgment can come from self-talk. Yeah. Okay? And lack. Next, Kat. Yes. Next, there's a few questions along this line of uh, what's the best way to redirect self-talk or um, what are some ways that you can change your inner dialogue? Well, Jane, I think you addressed that even when we were talking, creating creating a vanguard, I think, is, is, is paramount. And then um, in the at least one of the places I go to is start looking at your workshop. Workshop is an amazing tool we find the basic, and I'm not sure if many people use it as much as they could, but workshop over the years I've been using to telling my assistants, let's let's redesign the self-talk because the self-talk isn't really serving me because I don't actually know sometimes the exact answers on how to do that. But in doing so, I've learned that what I begin to focus on is not on what's not good, and when I begin to focus on what's actually good or what's actually powerful. I remember Einstein said something about the mindset of gratitude is the most challenging mindset to take on, and one of the reasons you do so because you have to elevate all your thoughts. Your frequencies have to raise to a higher level. And so self-talk now actually automatically begins to raise up 
and moves from a negative low vibration energy into a higher, more powerful vibration energies to where you see joy and you see love and you see excitement and you see wonderment in your life um, versus the things that we tend to use to keep ourselves down. Yeah. That's a highly intellectual response, isn't it, Jane? Um, <laughs> what a shock that would come out of my mouth, huh? You know, I think you're right on um, on things that you can work on. But I guess for me, if it's a mm -hmm. negative self-talk, I want it away from me as fast as it can get. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take time to wallow in it and try to change it. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can see so many good, good self-talks that are coming in. Mm -hmm. um, and I probably would do that at the time. If I was getting a negative one, I would probably say, well, you can take a walk, and then I would blow it up. But I think trying to get out of a negative self-talk is just get it out of your mind completely and don't try to change it right off. I don't know. Cat? What you put your energy on, that's where you're going to go. If you're, if you're trying to get rid of negative self-talk, you're going to be thinking about negative self-talk as opposed to, oh, no, how do I, let's elevate my thinking by being a you know, mindfulness of gratitude or joy or love. Uh, and therefore, you kind of, uh, what you focus on, that's where your energy goes. Yeah. And so just turn it around and look at, all right, why is the world wonderful? I mean, it's easy to look at why the world's not. It's easy to look at politics. It's easy to look at a lot of things that's happening in our world go, this is just the most horrid thing on the planet. Right. And if you shift your perspective, you can start seeing how before anything, there's always chaos. Before anything powerful, there's always chaos. And so much of the chaos that exists right now is because it's going to put into place an elevation of thinking, an elevation of humanity. So you can start seeing things in a different light, different perspectives. Yeah. So rather than eradication, actually go for the opposite and say, I want to become this person. Absolutely. You know, I, I was thinking of Bob Proft is coming to the next um, Principia Level Up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he and uh, Sandy are going to come. And I'm really excited. I mean, you know, Bob, he's been my tutor for many, many years. Um, he's one of the most honest, loyal he, he just gives and gives and gives. Every time I hear he's going someplace to help someone. And he's just a remarkable man. And um, it was real interesting because I'm down here in St. Augustine. And so he's going down. He called me, says, I'm going now to see my, my son in Florida. And I said, okay. And we had planned to go to Vegas for New Year's. And um, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but I am. <laughs> but so he called me and he said, can you leave on the 27th? I said, yeah, I can leave on the 27th. He says, OK, I'm going to my plane. You know, he is he has a private plane now. Well, it's mm -hmm. not his, but it's one of those private plane things. And so he says, I'm going to pick you on the 27th. I'm going to pick you up in St. Augustine. We'll fly over to Las Vegas. And I thought, oh, wow, because I had been thinking, I wonder how he does that with those private planes. He had talked to some, somebody in Nigeria or something wanted to, I don't know where it was, wanted him to tutor him for a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember talking about that, yeah. Yeah. He, he, um, and he said, um, Bob gets about 150 to 200,000 for one day's work. And so his, his, uh, his assistant said, well, you'd have to come here because he won't go to Nigeria because he won't fly commercial. And it'll cost 250000 for um, a flight over there. But Kai called back and said, I'll rent the plane for him. I mean, this man deserves this more than anything. And if you've been with him, he just is, he is so focused on being positive. He's the most positive man I have ever met in my life. And there is no negative self-talk. He, he 
chews it up and spits it out way before it gets out of his mind. So, which is a great I, roundabout way of also saying to her, I'm bragging about my my ride. That's what I'm bragging about. I know, but you're also making a really good point. Who are your heroes? Oh. Who are the people you're looking up to? Yeah, I well, mean, you know, Bob. Bob has always been that guy. You're all, you know, it's like become more like Bob. Or so if you had like the SS, was it SS? I'm not sure. But whoever just asked that question, you know, part of the ways you do, you know, diffuse self talk is like, who are you admiring? Who are you holding up in front of you going, all right, this is a person I'd like to become more like. I'd like for someone to pay me $200,000 to fly out to Nigeria. <laughs> talk to her and your wife would go too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, Kat. Next question. Uh, yes, next up from TB. Do my words hold the power to create what I desire? All you have to do is... Read any book from any person that is very successful, and you will read that. Your words mean everything to whether you gain or lose. It's, I mean, it's not God up there saying, well, you can have this and you can have that. It is us. It's the God inside. It's the, it's the, it's us. Our subconscious, yeah. Yeah, it is our self, subconscious. And I would just do that just a little different. Okay. Your desire, she asked, is my, do my words have what it takes to get my desire? And I said, if you have the proper desire, you'll create the words to have what you want. Good. When you desire something, you're bringing forth an emotional energy that's changing chemical. You're actually changing chemical and neurological connections within your own mind, breaking up habitual patterns and you're creating new patterns based off the desire, but those patterns are designed by the way you think. What words are you using and what constructs are you developing? And so, yeah, it's hugely powerful. Your self-talk and your words, they're constantly in interaction with your body. Your body is the thing that goes, okay, your wish is my command. So now to create what you want to create, we actually are, it lets, I mean, it, the processes that are happening internal for you to create joy or excitement or dread or fear are phenomenal but they all come from the same place what thoughts do you have because those thoughts determine the feelings you feel and so is your desire strong enough to create the words to create the life that you say you want and you'll know based on your results you're right babe that's good that's good cat last question here from bw if we tell ourselves conflicting messages in equal amounts, which do we believe? That's a stalemate mind game we play on ourselves to try to figure out who's really in charge. And the point is, when you are doing an intellectual uh, chess game within your mind, uh, it's no, neither is going to win because there's no winning. The point is to stay in stalemate. Absolutely. The truth is, to create what you really want, it's not how you. It's not. It's not that game that we're playing here is coming from choice internal choice what do i really want well i want to be in this stalemate that's what i'm after based on your results that's what you want and a lot of people like that they like to be the person that oh i can't change or god made me this way or this is just the way that it is it's a really interesting victim mindset uh that can get that we begin to enjoy I mean, jane you remember i was a lot like that when i first came in you were like i just stopped talking i can't listen to you anymore um, because I would, I would see the tragedy as more powerful than anything else. That took a long time to weed out, but that's the game you're playing there. I recognize that game easily. Well, wait a minute. If I do an equilibrium, who's really in charge? Well, the one who's playing the game, you were in charge. <laughs> that's just the game you're playing. Absolutely. Um, and I don't see this as a game. I don't see this as let's, mm. let's figure, let's do the yays and the nays and you know play devil's advocate you know intellectual yeah. thing i don't see it that way i see this and i see what we teach inside so important i mean there are can you think of the thousands of people that have changed their lives because they learned the principles mm -hmm. of science yeah it's and I know the principles are out there other places, 
But the way Tom put the basic class together is brilliant. And you have major, major hits. You know, I will be happy to close down Psy when we can get the basic principles in all the schools. Because if we can get them little, working with those principles to think is to create, give her skin, all of those, then this whole life will change. There are so many people that have taken Psy a year ago, nine years ago, 20 years ago, that still write me about the changes that they made in their life and that they continue to make because of the principles. So this is not a game. This is not a game. I could almost cry. There, there are people, husbands and wives, that are putting their marriages back. They are there's kids that not be are not being screamed at and hit. There are men and women all over the world not stealing, not hurting. I guess the best way I could say it is what I said earlier: do today what feels good tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you can just do part of that, and you start living that, your whole life will change. Because you'll be setting up tomorrow for a better life, for a better financial life, for a better love life, for a better life with your kids. You will have a better life if you start today to do what's good for you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've loved doing this with you, Rob. Oh, it's been fun. It's been fun. And, and on something I truly believe in and that is eliminating as much as you can the self-talk the negative self-talk mm-hmm. uh, we can say to ourselves you're gorgeous <laughs> you're wonderful all you want but it's the negative we want to get rid of mm-hmm. yeah to me it's like uh, a lot of the issues i see is in while well, doing the basics and being in that level is that people have an intellectual understanding of the principles or they have an intellectual understanding of what's going on until they actually move through an experiential awareness, which is what we offer there. And through that experiential awareness, they step themselves into places where they truly transform mm-hmm. by renewing their worlds and renewing their minds. That's where the power is. Yes. So to have questions, to be in the question that they're in, is a perfect place to be because the questions will always incite some sort of action and those actions will define you. I mean, I was pretty old when I met, I wasn't old, I was 30 when I met Tom. But but I didn't know anything about these principles. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So, hey, this has been great. I love love working with you. Can we do this again, Rob? I I like this one. These, These are nice. I like that intellectual side of you. <laughs> I know that we couldn't answer all of the questions today, but hope some of these these answers have helped you. Um, we look forward to you moving on in your life. Get in the game. Stay in the game. Um, the what's next for you? Yeah. It's- you got to stay connected to the work. It's like people talk about it. It's like, how do you stay connected to the work? Think of it. Coal, when it's all together with the heat, everything's hot and hot and hot and everything's red hot coals and all that kind of stuff. You kick one of those coals away from that fire, it doesn't take but a little while for it being cool off and cool off and cool off. Then it's got to be thrown back into the fire. Yeah, you're going to step away from the work now and again, but you got to jump back into the fire. I mean, you got to take, I mean, Jane said it many times, I, I take classes every year, some sort of class that challenges me to jump back into the fire where I become the learner again. And I'm not the one in charge of it. So don't let anything be an excuse. Keep jumping back into the fire. Just go to site seven, go to LS, go to the level up. Use these yeah. tools that are offered to you. And I know it costs money. I know it costs money. And you're worth it. You know, talking about being with people that you love you, yeah. you know, you've got to take a look at your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Who thinks you're greater than peanut butter? Yeah. Very true. If you don't have that around you, if you don't have people saying, you're so great, 
You're so pretty. You're so wonderful. You're so smart. If you don't have people around you building you up rather than building you down, then it's going to be hard to crawl out of where you are. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean, you're in a spot right now, could be a good spot or a bad spot, but without some support. And if you're the smartest of the group, then you're going to find somebody smarter. And if, yeah. you, if you've got more money than everybody in the group, that means you need to go find, bring somebody else into your group that makes more money than you do. You're going to learn from people that haven't achieved it. And if you've got, if you're the most positive in your group, that, that's, that's scary. Um, very scary. You'll so, grow as big as your five closest friends. Yeah. You'll expand as much as they do. So. Yeah. So go look. Stay and even if you have to um, go to a chess club or you have to go to Toastmasters clubs to meet people that will bring you up just a little bit. It's all. It's just a ladder, guys. But nobody's going to run up the ladder for you. You gotta do the you gotta do the ladder yourself. Nobody's gonna help you with it. I mean, I'm a girl, so I expect somebody to bring the ladder over and help me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is a ladder for your life, and nobody's gonna help you out. So just picture it in front of you and take the first step. Okay, and if that's just going out and changing who's around you, or if that's getting to a side basic and staffing the basic or just sitting in it. The best thing you can do is to get somebody in the side basic because when you see them grow, it just makes your adventure so much better. Enriches it. Yeah. And maybe I'll see you at size seven or the men's class or the woman's class. And if you haven't gone further with um, level up, when they ask you why you're going, just say, because Rob and Jane told me to go. <laughs> oh, that's right. Some of you guys have already done Level Up or been a part of things. we got something coming up in February that oh, yeah. you have an opportunity to sign up for, I think, but just this week, right, JC? They only have this week to move on. Just this week, we have a special offer for $500 off. So you are getting this weekend at an incredible value. It is unbelievable both bob proctor and kelly poulis for two days in las vegas now it's only for leadership seminar graduates however if you register this week you get an additional 500 dollars off it's it makes it for what you would normally pay for one day with either of those two and they are really the best of the best in the world talk about surrounding yourself with positive inspirational people and learning from the masters uh I don't know if anywhere else you can get all of that in one weekend. It's pretty amazing what you've put together. And, and it's in February, right? Yes, February 9th and 10th in Las Vegas. It's called The Secrets of Peak Performance. Uh, we have a special website for it. You go to secretsofpeakperformance.com. You'll be able to get all the details there and get the discount. It ends this week, so act on it and get yourself there. I'll be there in Vegas. So if you want to come see me, say hello. Yeah, I think, I know I'm there. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I think all of us are there. So I think a lot of us are there. Yeah. It'll be fun. It will. It'll be fun. I've never gambled with you, Rob. I gambled with Shirley, and she's amazing to watch. Oh, God, she is. Bob Proctor just won $144,000. <laughs> I know he <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. God bless you. What an awesome training. Thank you so much, Jane. And what a treat to have both of you on the call, sharing your wisdom and experience with us tonight. It's a powerful call. It's an important topic. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed uh, the call. Have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. If you're getting value from the PSI podcast, don't forget to rate us and post a review on iTunes. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, January 8th. 
when we will be talking about goals in the new year and creating success on demand with SciSeminars facilitator Tim O'Kelly. You can register now at psilive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's psilive.com. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as upcoming dates and locations. That's psibasicseminar.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.